You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from St. Mary's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We've had a fantastic show already. If you've missed any of it, you can always check back with our podcast page on realpresenceradio.com or wherever you um, get your podcast from, any platform we're on there. Yes. So so is Rutten Radio. Yep. Just a little plug for oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited to have our next guest. Jane Bars is on site. Good morning, Jane. Good morning. Thank you for coming. Thank you for asking me. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is uh, Jane Bars. I'm married. Uh, my husband and I live in Tripp, South Dakota. We're members of Sacred Heart Parish. We have four married adult children with ten or nine grandsons and one granddaughter. And um, I am currently in the diocese right now serving as the associate liaison uh, for Catholic Charismatic Renewal. And that's why I'm here today is to talk about that. Perfect. Well, and for those that were listening on Friday... Um, her daughter was on the show, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty exciting. And she made me cry. Did she tell you mm. that? No, <laughs> she did. She was talking about how much Catholic radio meant to her. Yeah, I might have a soft spot for Catholic radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. So, yeah. for the listeners that aren't familiar with the Charismatic Renewal, let's kind of go into what is a Charismatic Renewal. Okay, so. Um, I just am going to do a brief overview of the history of Catholic Charismatic Renewal because it's while it's been around since 1967, a lot of people don't even know that it's what it is. In fact, a few years ago, um, when we ha- the diocese had a big event and I had a table out there, and a group of young people came through and they were all recent graduates from college and they said, "So what is this?" And I showed them and talked to them about what it was and they said, "Well, that's just like what we did." And they said, "Well, and who, are you guys new?" <laughs> and I said, no, we've been around since 1967. In fact, um, the uh, many, many, many organizations that really um, ex- experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit and, and preach it and teach it and encourage it, those were birthed from the early seeds of the renewal. And so, um, you know, there's just a lot of experiences like that. And so I think it's good for people to understand what Catholic Charismatic Renewal is. And so I'm just going to give a brief overview of of the the history of Catholic Charismatic Renewal. So John the Baptist uh, told his followers that the Messiah will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. And that was from Luke 3.16. And that's in the Acts of the Apostles. We see that the early church believed this and they saw it came to pass. Um, They prayed for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And um, church history shows that this experience of baptism in the Spirit did not die out with the apostles, but that it continued in various ways and many different ways throughout the years, through, through the centuries. In fact... Once I came to understand what that was, I was reading autobiography or not a biography of John Wesley. Now he's with the Methodist people, and he talks about an experience that he had on a ship with the people that he was traveling with, and he couldn't figure out they're in a storm, they're probably going to die, and they're all up there singing and praising the Lord, and he's scared to death, <laughs> and he said, "What? What? 
you know, he met with the minister, whoever it was, the next day, and he said, what, do you, what have you got? What have you, what? And he, he said, well, the difference is we're not afraid to die. We know where we're going. And he goes, you're not afraid to die? And he says, do you know where you're going? He goes, well, I hope I go to heaven. And he says, we know we're going to heaven. Now, that's theologically you can get into there, but that's that put him on a journey that changed his life because he wanted to have that assurance in his heart that Jesus Christ was real and that his salvation uh, would be there for him. So that's just one example. Uh, but in the Catholic Church, uh, the renewal... Um, began in 1967 where there was a group of of kids college kids that were at Duquesne University and they experienced this outpouring of the holy spirit they had they had a profound baptism in the spirit baptism in the spirit experience this didn't just happen overnight though they had been praying they had been seeking they had teachers they had they had this gnawing at them that there was more and so they prayed for that and they had this really really profound experience so in a, a simple way to say it and i'm quoting here they had a renewed commitment to prayer and a personal relationship to jesus they had a yearning to know more in their Catholic faith and to the gospel call to bring the message of Jesus to ever to others and the use of the gifts and the charism of the Holy Spirit to bring this about. So it says here that there was this wildfire movement. And I graduated in 1967. I was still in high school. By 1969 is when I graduated. And I can remember people in my church that must have experienced this because I thought, what happened to them? Right, right. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Yep. You know, the husband was kissing his wife in church, and they were yeah. hugging, and I saw this with several people. I had no idea what it was. Sure. I went off to college, and went, eventually wound up down at Ames, uh, where I met my husband, and there was the Jesus movement hitting campus. That was this. It might not have been Catholic, but that's that revival that sure. was sweeping. And um, I thought it was weird. <laughs> and a little too much for me because I totally believed that my relationship with Jesus Christ was absolutely personal and not anybody else's business, and it was not my place to share that sure. with anybody. Huh. That was pretty, pretty, pretty common. common. Right. Yep, that's just the way it was. So um, anyway, uh, you know, fast forward to 1992, I had a different experience. But because of what those students prayed for and what happened across the world, and we can say, we're talking Catholic Charismatic Renewal in the United States, but this, from everything I've read, and I've read tons and tons and tons of stuff, this revival that swept, in particular the Catholic Church, um, brought over 9 million Catholics in the United States, wow. and 150 million Catholic Charismatic worldwide, and, um, and then 600 million witnesses through the baptism of the Holy Spirit through all denominations worldwide. Wow. So that's that had a huge impact. And this renewal of the sacraments of baptism and confirmation have been more involved in their local parishes, community outreaches, teen ministry, and missionary work. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. So looking at charismatic renewal, um, what does that physically look like? Charismatic renewal is as different as the Catholic Church is. I've uh, you know, thought about... Uh, what does the Catholic Church look like? The Catholic Church is not St. Mary's, as beautiful as it is. It is not 
Holy Rosary and Trip, which is no longer Catholic Charismatic Renewal, and the Catholic Church and Christianity in general is made up of people. And um, it, it, we're, we are just a small part of the, of the Catholic Church, but a smaller part even of Christianity. So Charismatic Renewal is people that really believe everything that I just read there, that they've had, uh, the people that are involved with Catholic Charismatic Renewal have had an experience of the Holy Spirit. They want to share everything that they know. Um, they have this desire within them to grow in personal holiness. They're constantly seeking ways to, to uh, have a deeper conversion themselves. They're looking for ways to share with other people. It, um, they're, they're on fire to share Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good interview. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's a good introduction. Oh, that's like a small introduction. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Jane Bars this morning on the charismatic renewal, just kind of getting an overview of what it is and how long it's been in the church. Uh, Father Paul, you have a history with it. Yeah, so uh, my parents uh, were part of the charismatic movement here in, in Sioux Falls as well, and so we grew up with it uh, and just kind of thought that that was sort of part of life. Yeah. You know, and my dad again had a profound experience. They were on retreat, um, and and so we were part of the community. So it was like a small community within the community, and sure. we'd go to prayer groups, and, and they'd have you know Bible studies and, and prayer meetings, and um, yeah, and they lived it. I think that the challenge when we hear charismatic, everyone thinks you know speaking in tongues and like waving your hands and all yeah. of that, and there can be that. You know, mm -hmm. my dad used to just say what he loved about the charismatic movement was you could sing off key and nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> and that is true. And they just, they just, the, there was this freedom to just let God work. You know, and they were speaking in tongues and stuff, so it was often, when we would celebrate Mass with my parents at home, they would often speak in tongues throughout the liturgy. Mm. And you just let them do it. You know, it wasn't like a, nobody paid any attention to it. So it wasn't like this, like, oh, everybody. But it's, I, sometimes I describe it, it's like trying to explain to someone why you would fall in love. Hmm. Exactly. And then they fall in love. Yes. <laughs> so like I say to that, explain to a boy what a girl is and why you would want to like date some, one of those. <laughs> yeah. One of those. And then they meet them and they're like, oh, that. Now that <laughs> I like, that, <laughs> that I can I get in, you know. Uh, and so you talk about God is love and God is all these things and, and they're like, I don't get it, Father. Hmm. And yeah. then wham, yeah. they're like, oh, well, if that's Christianity... I want it. Yeah. Yep. The problem is I can't make it happen. Mm -mm. So all we can do is live it, mm -hmm. speak of it, pray for it, and encourage people just to be open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then stand back. Uh, we, we actually have a parishioner who about, oh, maybe six weeks ago, the Lord just, and his whole life has changed. Like, unbelievable to watch. You know, now my dad used to joke that when the Holy Spirit hit, you need to lock him up just for a couple weeks. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Let him just sort of get through the, you know, yep. again, when, when a boy falls in love, like, yep, oh my right. gosh, like, okay. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So it really is, it's exciting, you know, and I think we had a healthy uh, experience of it. And so it was never like, it's like, if that's for you, and like, I've never spoken tongues. My parents never said like, this is the only way it can be. Right. But what we saw was they knew and loved Jesus and that yeah. was what changed their life. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to take a quick break when we come okay. back more with Jane Bars and we're going to be talking about the charismatic renewals. So don't go anywhere. 
More Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu nursing. That's umary.edu nursing. Hi, this is Ben Frost from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I work with adult evangelization. I'm also a father of five children. And for me, I'm just so blessed to have Real Presence Radio in our area because the reality is, is life gets very busy. Uh, The many blessings of working in the church and also raising five children and being a husband. But sometimes I just need times to refuel and to just be present to the Lord. So for me, it's just such a blessing to go into my car in the busyness of my day and to turn on Real Presence Radio. And it really renews me. It fills me with the Holy Spirit and helps me to be a better father, helps me to be a better husband, and it helps me to be a better worker for our church. So I'm just very blessed that we have Real Presence Radio and we continue just to pray for the Lord's blessings and support for all of their amazing work. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from St. Mary's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're talking with Jane Bars, who is active in the Charismatic Renewal. And we were kind of talking during the break... A question that I had, and I think I want to bring it up because I'm sure other people have this misconception. Um, because I tend to be on the spectrum of charisms where I will go to a praise and worship and I have my hands in the air and yep. I'm totally enveloped and totally taken in the Holy Spirit. But, I, you know, some people are like, ugh, no way am I going to do that. You know, and just like, why were you doing that? Or, But... So my question to you guys during break was, is everybody charismatic? Well, I think the general answer is, if you've received the Holy Spirit, if you've baptized and confirmed, those are, those are, a bapt- those are uh, sacraments that we get, so you have the Holy Spirit. The difference between being baptized and the Holy Spirit, let me read you what the actual the definition of that is. Oh, I've got to find it. Um, 
Okay, baptism in the Holy Spirit is a life-transforming experience of the love of God the Father poured into one's heart by the Holy Spirit, received through surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It brings alive sacramental baptism and confirmation. It deepens communion with God and fellow Christians, enkindles evangelical evangelistic fervor and equips a person with charisms for service and mission. Mm. So that's what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Nowhere in there does it say praise in tongues or it doesn't. I mean, that's a charism. That's what something, that's something. But if you are doing praise and worship and you're totally engrossed into it and you are loving the Lord with your whole heart, that is being, that is having uh, that experience of God that you that's like father said you can't you can um, read about it but it's something to experience it. yeah so it's it's different for everybody everybody has different charisms it's like you know the scripture that says there's many parts but one yeah. body yeah. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh, you know and again I, th- I think uh, the the challenge is just asking people to be open right like sure. this is the thing. Like the Lord is, as they would say, He's a gentleman, and He right. waits. Sure. Yep. Uh, and so this real open, like I want everyone to know how much they're loved. Like, but I can't make it happen. No. Uh, but I have to model it as well, and I think this is the challenge. Can we model it in our own way, and then also affirm people when when it happens in whatever way it's happening in their own life. Um, yeah. It's, well, and to me, it's kind of exciting um, to let people explore this because mm-hmm. some folks might be just, you know, going through the steps of going to Mass and it, you know, it doesn't really speak to them. You know, we all learn and love in different ways. Yeah. And this is opening up an opportunity for them to explore. It doesn't have to look like A, B, C, D. No. No, nor do they have to join a charismatic no. group or no. you know start going to the charismatic things. Nope. Um, but they will they will be different. Like this gentleman in our parish, like right. our men's group just got started. He started it. Like uh, he comes to daily mass. Like he like wants to be like uh, every. I'm like he's in one hundred percent in, all, and it's like, yay, <laughs> you know. And again, it's like well, it was literally like a light switch, right. It's, I mean, and even he would say, it's like, I, I don't know what happened, Father. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. And you're like, well, and so you want to be able to help them? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you might think, am I, am I crazy? Yeah. Like, is this real? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that for me, again, I think was the beauty growing up with, with my parents being charismatic. Mm-hmm. As we saw it, we played as kids and we did different things and we could see it just lived out. Uh, we saw the struggles and the challenges, but it really was what kept them grounded Mm-hmm. When everything else was just sort of unmoored, right? This faith, and uh, they loved the Bible. So, like for me, that idea of Catholics not reading the Bible, I'm like, well, I don't. My parents had Bibles, and they were well worn, yeah, well worn, yeah, and they I, were in Bible studies, and you know, praise and worship. You know, they did all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and for me, once I came to understand what happened to me, I really, I can remember telling different people, I could care less if somebody prays in tongues or not. I just can think of some older couples that came, were very faithful, came to Mass every Sunday, and whenever, you know, mm-hmm. we were a, a mission parish, we didn't have daily Mass. But I can just remember seeing them um, and, and hoping that they knew that Jesus Christ really was real. 
Right. Not mm. just in the book. And there's a, a lot yeah. of people mm. like that, yeah. that don't under, they don't have a personal relationship right. with Jesus. And I can just remember want, thinking to myself, I just want um, Joe and Betty to, uh, to know th- th- what I experienced with Christ, that they have that too. Right. Mm. That right. they have that too. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like knowing your parents love you and then hearing or experiencing your parents totally love you. Totally feeling it, yeah. Right. You know, like, we know it. Like, I know my parents love me. Right. But then they do something or they say something. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, they really love me. Yeah. 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 So I'm just going to take a few minutes and, and share my story, like, how I got... Uh, what happened to me, my conversion story. And so I grew up Catholic with a large family, went to Catholic school till eighth grade, um, you know, did all the right Catholic things, got married in a Catholic church. Um, uh, you know, my husband wasn't Catholic at the time, but uh, we still did everything right. And then um, we moved to South Dakota from Iowa, and I was told, how do you get involved uh, with people? You start uh, you start to get involved in the church. So, of course, the newbie in town, everybody's a sucker for, what can we do to help? Oh, you want to teach CCD? Oh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was 23 years old, and um, Father Al Krzypolski was the priest. Oh. And uh, so he uh, actually baptized my first child. And so how Father Paul, I was, and I taught seniors. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 23, <laughs> yeah. Yay. Wow. No, and very knowledgeable, right. Right. So uh, anyway, so how we did it was we met with Father Al on Monday nights, and then he taught us the lesson. Oh. And prayed with us. Yeah. What a wonderful and idea. And then Wednesday night. We had, uh, then we taught our class. So, Father Al Krzypolski and my faith life is a right angle turn oh, wow. because uh, we were talking about this and we were doing the sacraments. And, um, and so, and I said, Well, Father, you know, we were on one particular one. I said, You know, I was taught, and this is true, I was taught this, that if you don't think it's a sin, it's not a sin. Oh, sorry. Well, that would just, be convenient. It was convenient. Send, and then send me off to college. Right. Right, that's yep. helpful. Yep, that's very. It was really great. I didn't. I never had to worry about anything because they weren't sins. They weren't sins because I. I don't okay. think they were. Right. But Father looked at me. He was very good, and I don't know if either one of you knew him. But oh yeah, he was, he was the pastor when I was a kid. Okay, he looked right at me. He goes, "You know, Jane." He goes, um, well, "You're asking the right question." He says, "We just got the terminology wrong." He says, "When you're trying to decide if something is a sin, don't ask yourself, is this a sin according to the laws of Jane Bars." But you have to ask, is this a sin according to the laws of Jesus Christ? And I had eighth grade education with the Baltimore Catechism. I, I was convicted in a moment sure. and went to confession as soon as I could. Wow. That was a right angle turn yep. in my faith life. Yep. I had to, I threw all the crap away. And so, um, so that was my early marriage, got involved, was teaching my kids, um, you know, CCD, got involved in the church. When we moved to Trip, I was the DRE. I was just doing everything that I could, and I started to have, I liken it to my palms started to itch. I, I started to think, there's got to be more. This, this just can't be it. This just is not filling me. And somebody had given me a book about Edith Stein. Oh. And um, for uh, that's the kind of stuff I read. Sure. And I wanted, I, and I, I read that, and I thought, I want that conviction. Right. I want that, what she has. I don't have that. I want that, though. And somebody else gave me a book about, it was the Mother Angelica's autobiography. Oh. <laughs> and I read that. I called up one of my friends, and I said, I'm reading this book about this nun. Now, get this. She <laughs> thinks she's in love with Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was like. Yeah. And then another, somebody gave me a series of tapes by Sister Bridge McKenna. Oh. 
and I and I read the I listened to those and I wept because I wanted that faith. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted that deep faith. And so about this time, people are inviting me to go to retreats, and I won't go, and I'm not going to go because I. One person said, Jane, why won't you go? And without thinking, I said, I just am afraid that if I ever do go, I know God's going to get me. I had not thought that before. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I hadn't, not, not for, you know, not yeah. anywhere. And then the next retreat that I went to, it was just a little retreat down at Mount Marty. It was very well done. But it wasn't charismatic or anything. I prayed at night and I said, God, if you want me, send me a really good priest to help me. And I was 42 at that time. For six months, we had Father Greg Frankman. He was younger oh. than me. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, uh, so he was there, and about that time, my youngest sister, who's 17 years younger than me, her baby died of SIDS, and her oh. husband was in the armed forces, special forces, took, literally, act of Congress to get him back home. Mm. Wow. And so the baby was going to be buried, she was on the East Coast, and I gave God, like, four things, because I really wanted to go, I could not see how I could go, but I bear in mind, I'm 17 when she's born, I'm like the surrogate mom. Yeah. Yeah. So um, actually for, my hus- for me to think that my husband was going to say, yes, go, that was one. That when it was, we were at a basketball tournament in Sioux Falls, <laughs> and it changed, they changed the date. Then, you know, it's too far for me to drive by myself, and my husband said my kids could go with me. That means taking them out of school. And then he came up with the cash. And I still, wow. every time I tell this story, it's like, where did he get that cash? Because <laughs> right. we didn't have any. We had four kids. We were young. Yeah. Anyway, so I had said at the beginning as I was praying, God, if you can make this happen, I promise that I will go to the next retreat. <laughs> and that's why I went down to Mount Marty. Oh, wow. And then Father Greg came. I started sharing with him some of the stuff that um, had happened to me. Like I was at a, I was at a, uh, I was driving into town. I live in a little town called Trip, and I was like looking around and thinking, God, why am I here? You know, what's here for me? And I heard as clear as a bell, he goes, you are raising your family. Oh, wow. And I was instantly filled with peace. I can see the blue and white uh, 1970 van I was driving. I was going over the railroad tracks. And so I exp- shared with him some of those experiences. And he said, he says, Jane, I think God's trying to get your attention. I said, what am I supposed to do? And he says, well, for your, for your, um, uh, you know, go, for your, I can't think of the word. Uh, penance. Penance. Go out and just say, yes, God, whatever you want, I'm saying oh. yes. Oh. <laughs> and so I knelt down and I said, I don't know what you want, but I'm saying yes. Oh, my goodness. And I went home and I woke up the next morning a completely different person. Wow. And we all had a little tiny church. We all had keys to the church and so we could go whenever we wanted and i of course was a dre and i walked in i opened the door to the sacristy i looked and i said hello jesus it's jane i'm here <laughs> oh my gosh and my life has been uh it's never been the same since wow and so you know and then father greg was really good he took me to the prayer group down in yankton he got me signed up over here in sioux falls to life in the spirit seminars he was my spiritual director he was my confessor my spiritual director for quite a while and really got me started so uh so like many priests in, in my in my story i was very fortunate to have had a priest that helped me yeah. make those decisions and help me understand because i went to him my sister had sent me a book and it was by benny hinn and i said father my sister sent me this book and it, and he goes well and now i know him it's like he's he's not going to read a book anyway <laughs> he said um he goes jane well what's in it that bothers you 
And I said, well, they're like praying in tongues and stuff. And he goes, well, I do. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. If the oh. priest does, it must be okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and um, so, so anyway, that's everything that you know I talked about before. My life changed radically. There was nothing I wanted to do more than sit in the quiet and be in the presence of the Lord. I could sit down underneath the hairdryer and just start saying Jesus, and I would just go right to that special place. Yeah. And so that's you know that's in a nutshell that's what happened to me. I have a completely different outlook on life than I did. My things were important to me. Are not impo- were not important anymore. I um, I sometimes give the example of being shopping at Hurley's downtown, and there was a book that I picked up on Mother Teresa, and it was just her simple way of life. And I looked at it, and I'm thinking, Oh my God, this would be such a great retreat. We could do this, and we could do this, and we could do this, and we could do this. And then I'm just kind of thinking about it, and then the Lord said to me, Jane, you love to quilt. But you never pick up a quilt book and think about doing a retreat. This is your call. Mm. Wow! So you know, I, <laughs> that's so I. That's why I keep. That's why I keep doing what I'm doing, because it's still there. Yeah, it doesn't go away. And tell the folks what you do. Well, I'm still involved in the renewal, and then I'm also in part of a healing ministry, and um, which is about, you know, it, it's uh, it's just about helping people find freedom mm-hmm. from past hurt, so that they can live truly uh, free to be the person that Christ invited them to be and created them to be. Because we're all born good, um, uh, you know, we're born in the image and likeness of God, and then life comes along. And things happen to us. We start to believe lies about ourselves that aren't true, but mm-hmm. if we believe them, they are. Yeah. And, um, and and so we can do lots of self-help books and all kinds of things that um, that we think help us, and yet we we still are kind of walking wounded. Sometimes I liken the the example or the experience of receiving Christ or getting healing, whatever you. And a lot of times people get that. Christ in the middle of healing. Sure. They're, they're praying with them for their healing, and all of a sudden, Jesus Christ becomes real to them. That's happened so many times. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like an image I got one time was, there's a beautiful flower, and we're all looking at it, and it's got lots of petals. It's like a daisy. I love daisies. And the, colored, the petals are colored, and there's this beautiful, the middle part of it, we're just looking at it, and it's so beautiful, but when it's Christ that brings the healing or that comes into our heart, we're inside the flower looking out. Oh. And wow. it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's the difference, you know. So that's the, for me, they're all, for me, they're the same. Finding Christ and, and fi- helping people find healing, it's all connected. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the same thing. So. Well, Jane. We're out of time for this morning. Okay. <laughs> that's not unusual for me. I am known for being long-winded. <laughs> we, have you, we have plans to have you back. Okay. But if people wanted to find out more about the charismatic renewal, um, where can they go? Who can they talk to? Well, they can get hold of me anytime, or Eric Gallagher can push them in the right direction, or for uh, the national part of Catholic Charismatic Renewal in the United States, they can go to this website here, if you want to read that one down here. PentecostTodayUSA.org Right. PentecostTodayUSA.org Right. And then you guys have a healing retreat coming up? Yes, we have Encounter Ministries. That is one of the, for a secular word, hottest uh, healing ministries 
na- uh, internationally right now. It's just on fire. So there'll be, the, uh, it's called a healing workshop where they're going to work with us and teach us and encourage us to pray with one another. That'll be starting Friday night and goes through the day on Saturday. And then Saturday night's open to public, anybody that wants to come, and there'll be a healing service. And I understand they're quite profound. I personally have not ever been to one okay. of their things, sure. um, but many people have. They were here in Brookings in a blizzard. Mm. They've, they've been all over, sure. uh, worked with Mary Healy several times. So I have an understanding, but it, it will be a fabulous, fabulous weekend. Okay. And can people still sign up for that? They can. Okay. They can. And I don't have that in front of me. I think it's probably through Renewal Ministries. No, I think it's through Encounter. Encounter. Right. Sorry. That's okay. They can get more information from me. It's also on our Facebook page, yeah. and, and we we've po- got a diocese or add in the diocese. And we have a poster up at our, right. in our church, too. So okay. you should check your churches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be a fabulous, fabulous. Two priests are coming, so um, that's always pretty special, I yeah. think. Absolutely. Well, so. Jane, thank you so much for You're joining welcome. us. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure having you. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm glad to be always more prepared than needed. That's good. There we'll we have go. you back. We'll have you back. All right, okay. Father, we need to take one more break. And when right. we come back, we're going to have Honor Our Fathers. There so, we go. Folks, stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 